On episode 13 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast, Gina Williams joins us to talk about feeding your soul. Well, welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm Bob Patterson, and I'm here all by myself this week. Ashley, I think, is out enjoying the sights of Bolivia. So I'm left here to hold down the fort. And I've uh, got a couple quick things for you, then we're going to get into a conversation with Gina Williams, who just returned from uh, Europe to visit the uh, Siena International Photography Awards. And she's got some interesting stories to tell us about that trip. But first of all, let's talk about the supermoon. I'm recording this today on the 14th of November. And as you probably know, I'm in uh, northern Ohio. Uh, in our part of the world, in the month of November, we're lucky to have one day of sunshine, one day of clear skies. And today, or this morning, was the super moon at full moon. And we've had probably three days in a row of perfectly clear blue skies and, of course, clear at night. Now, I've taken a few photographs the last couple of nights of the moon. and uh, But this morning, I wanted to get up and capture it just as it was setting, going over the horizon when it's supposed to be the largest. Now, I've been moving over to a mirrorless system over the last few years, and I sold most of my my good Canon gear. I had a, a Canon L lens, a 70 to 200, very popular lens. So I really don't have any good, a good quality long lens right now. But I still have my old Canon 40D, and I have a rather inexpensive Sigma, one of the super zooms. It goes from 18 to 200. And I thought, okay, I'm going to use that. So I got up early this morning. I went out. I, I got a few shots in the sky by my house, but I live down in a valley and I need to go up to a hill that's not too far from my house. There's a, a development up there that has a really nice view of the, uh, the western sky. Uh, after taking some shots down close to the house, I drove up to the hill Got up there, grabbed my gear, uh, went down the street to where I had a good view of the western sky. And wouldn't you know it, the moon, just as it was setting, dipped down below a cloud. I haven't seen a cloud in the sky in three or four days. And the only cloud I saw during that time was blocking the moon when it was setting. What are you going to do? Fortunately, I'll be able to do it again tomorrow. It won't be full but it'll be almost full. So hopefully we won't have that situation. So if you've been shooting the supermoon, send us your stories. Or better yet, post some of your photos on our Flickr group. I'd love to see them. I know it's not street photography, but that's something that hasn't happened in 68 years. And uh, I don't want to wait another 68 to see it. Okay, moving right along. Uh, in the last episode, I was almost gushing about Google Photos uh, because I'm rather disorganized and it seemed to be a good tool to keep track of my photographs, um, you know, with its search algorithm and, you know, all the magical fairy dust that uh, Google uses to help you find things. Well, I'm going to walk back on that just a little bit. So I've had some good and some bad experiences and the jury's still out on to what one of the problems is. But um, the main problem was was my own fault because when I um, clicked the setting to um, allow Google Photos to upload my photographs, I accidentally let it have access to my Lightroom folders. 
So it took all night long. I'm not sure how long it took because I let it run for quite a while. So it slurped up thousands and thousands of photos that weren't even edited yet. Worse than that, it sucked up all of my client photos, so I had to go back and delete all of those. But that's not the worst problem. Um, I was looking for some photos I shot in New York City last year. I was there on a trip, did a lot of street photography in New York. I wanted to go back and look at some of the photographs, and I couldn't find them in Lightroom. I thought, what the heck? And then, then I realized, well, you know, I just saw those in Google Photos not long ago. So I go into my Google Photos account, and there they are. So I was able to get the image numbers and then search for them on my hard drive. Now, some I could find and some I couldn't. I know they were there before I installed Google Photos, so that's really a mystery. And if you have any experience with this, especially with this happening, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to contact us. You can use feedback at streetphotographymagazine.com and share any information you have about Google Photos. Now, I'm not saying they're the cause of it, but it is awfully coincidental. Okay, moving right along. Our next item is our visit with Gina Williams. Gina is a freelance photographer and freelance journalist from Portland, Oregon. She's done a number of articles for us, and she's been a really cool person to work with. And I have so much respect and admiration for her, mainly because she's in the process of reinventing herself. After raising a family and pursuing a career, she's decided to seek her own path as a journalist and a photographer. Matter of fact, she's still holding down a job while she does that. And along the way, she's connected with so many cool people. Uh, she's got to meet uh, Valerie Jardin. She's met me. Well, you can't win them all, right? Uh, she met Lou Jones in Boston. As a matter of fact, she is writing an article about him because he's our featured photographer the month of December. In the last year, less less than a year, she's made three trips to Europe. And like I said, this is while she's holding down a full-time job. So she went back this time to see the Siena International Photo Awards, which I was so happy about because I couldn't make it this year. So I was really glad she went. And Siena is one of my favorite places I've ever been. So I was glad to see she went there. She feels the same way. When I talked to her, I asked her, I said, what, what was your biggest takeaway from this trip? I thought about it, and she said, you know, um, while I was there, I just met so many, uh, so many really talented photographers from around the world, and they're just like everybody else. They have to put bread on the table, and they have to pay the rent. And so many of them do their, their own photography work on the side, either as a hobby or as a sideline to working as a professional photographer. She said, I realize that it's just as important to feed your soul as it is to feed your body. And I thought that was really cool. And, and then I realized that's exactly what she's doing. And that's probably why that was such a big takeaway for her, because she's in that process herself. So I'm not going to sit here and rephrase everything she said. It's better if you listen to it yourself. So listen up to my conversation with Gina Williams. And I'm talking to Gina Williams. She just returned from Siena. Lucky Gina, she got to see, got to visit the Siena International Photography Awards. Mm -hmm. So Gina went there, and she was on a whirlwind trip. 
you were in what? She was in Paris and then went to went to Italy, came back. So, you know, Gina, welcome home to some thank you surprising times here in the U.S. Yeah, phew. <laughs> so, how was the trip? It was amazing from start to finish. I had an absolutely incredible time. I went from Portland to Boston, met up with a photographer named Lou Jones in Boston, and then uh, went to Paris. And I had the great fortune to meet up with the managing editor of Lens Culture, Alexander Strucker in Paris. He has an office there, which I didn't know until a few days before I went. So that, that was great. And then I went on to SIPA in Siena, Italy. And that's it, huh? Boring that's trip. <laughs> so, I don't know. So what was your favorite part? Uh, you know, just uh, there was a moment when I was on a tour. I believe it was on the uh, sunrise tour of the the area around Siena. and watched the sun come up, and I, it was incredible just to be waking up in Italy and watching the sunrise in a new place. And um, I was the only American on that particular tour. I was one of very few Americans who were, who were there at that event. And it was truly an international experience. And I think that's, that was my favorite part. The, and of course, I was with photographers as well, which was awesome. And I had the opportunity to learn from lots of great people. But um, it was just the international aspect of it was was great. Yeah, that is amazing. It's it, it is such an international event, mm-hmm. and really, so you were like one of the only Americans there. Yeah, I, I was really surprised when they the um, you know got on this uh, bus. It wasn't a huge tour, but probably forty people on a tour uh, in the morning, and they asked, you know, where's everybody from, and I was the only American and. And I like that because it, it's that put me in a, in amongst uh, people from all over the world, and and it made me unique. You know, <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, for once, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very different when you're in a place like that where you're the only American because we're so used to being, you know, it's just us, and you know, somebody from somewhere else may wander in once in a while, but. You know, we're surrounded by our own culture constantly. And, yeah. And there you realize, hey, there's this big world out there, and it's very different. It was it was really neat. I really liked that aspect of it. And then, uh, you know, at the awards ceremony, and, of course, there were people from all over. Uh, I think I was looking at the press release. Uh, they he, uh, Luca Venturi, the founder of the festival, listed how many people showed up for that opening weekend, and it was really impressive how many people from all around the world came for that for that weekend. Oh, 300 people from around the globe wow. came to Siena for just for that opening weekend. So, I was one of very few Americans in a group of over 300 people from all over the place, and it was I have a stack of cards to go through to follow up on, and I love making friends around the world. That's my been my mission in the last year. Yeah, you've been doing well with that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's going well. I don't know. So, what was the biggest surprise that you had during this visit? Um, I think just the uh, Siena itself as a city I, w- I didn't know exactly what to expect I mean I looked 
things up and read and talked to people about it. But what an amazing place, the history and, and the way the city is um, just, I mean, I, I could spend weeks there just walking around that place and discovering the little streets and the people are incredibly warm and um, welcoming. Um, the food, oh my gosh, uh, just everything about Siena. I love Siena, the city itself. Yeah, the food's great. The wine, even uh, better. <laughs> I I did some restaurant meals and some grocery shopping, my own mm-hmm. cooking, and uh, found it really wonderful to have fresh local food and you know try different things and. Um, but just that, this that being in that place was so full of history and architecture and art, and it's like the self-contained little paradise of everything you could ever want as an artist and a photographer and uh, someone who appreciates history. So that was quite a wonderful surprise. What what I found interesting about being there, and you know, maybe it's just from the few people I got to know is that well well they had you know they had the plague whenever 1400s mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it used to be a major major city and the plague you know wiped out a big part of the population like it did in you know many places in Europe right, right. and, the, and their, so their population dropped to 60,000 people and they said mm-hmm. it's still 60,000 people they seem to have I this is really not the right word, but like an inferiority complex compared to some of the other larger cities in the country, you know, because they haven't come back. And it's this beautiful place that is just so neat. And I, I don't know if you gathered that or not. I may be completely wrong. Well, I did read um, I did read that, that another element to that is that Florence at one point had a stronghold on Siena. Mm-hmm. They were in charge and really kept things locked down. And um, since that time, it's become it's 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 a world in and of itself. It's become pretty insular from what I understand. There's neighborhoods have have their own uh, flags. Every neighborhood has its own flag and they have names, Caterpillar. And, and I can't remember all of them, but I was reading about the the current situ you know the current culture it's very old world still uh and the the palio the horse race mm-hmm. is part of part of that they've kept that tradition going and it's like it's just it's it's like it's like madagascar <laughs> you know you, you get you get things on an island that you're not going to get anywhere else uh because of the isolation and it's almost like that's been preserved, and maybe that's part of what makes it so unique. Yeah, I know. I I can't wait to go back there. I mean, next time we go to Italy, we're probably going to spend spend at least a week there. Just to... yeah, yeah. I was really happy that I didn't over try to oversee things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I dropped into Florence on the train, but I really didn't see Florence. Uh, but I, it didn't matter. I was mm-hmm. really happy just spending time exploring. Sienna. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I'm, I'm glad you had a, had an opportunity to do that. Did, did you, did you learn anything new there? Something that just, 
knocked her socks off? Um, in terms of the experience or photography or either or uh, doesn't matter. Um, you know, one thing I learned in this whole experience that really resonated with me is you look at these, uh, you know, internationally known photographers, uh, who had exhibits there. I started interviewing them early on and was able to follow up with them in person. Um, um, uh, Luca Bracali, Melissa Farlow and Randy Olson, who are National Geographic photographers. And actually, they live part time in Oregon. And I caught up with them in Oregon by phone, but was only able to personally meet them in Siena, which was amazing. Um, Timothy Allen, who's who was in your magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Majid Saidi from Iran. Uh, they, they all have to work to feed feed their families and and pay the bills like we all do. But one thing they also all have in common is that they have found the thing that feeds their souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Luca Bricali is really in, into environmental work and he started doing drone photography in the Arctic and is working with scientists. Um, Melissa Farlow is working to save the uh, Mustangs, the wild Mustangs. Um, Timothy Allen is doing amazing work with remote cultures, um, and they've all they've all found that uh, that important thing or that thing that's important to them to nourish their creative life. Um, and I, I found that really inspiring. So don't forget to feed your soul. Yeah, I mean that we all have something. And it's a matter of finding it. It's uh, uh, Lou Jones in Boston called it finding that non-derivative work that is yours. It's all yours. You're not feeding off of anyone else or copying something you saw that you liked, but it's something that you found um, that is uniquely yours and, and that really, you know, feeds your passion. Oh, I like that. I like that. By the way, I'm, I'm going to Boston in February, so I, oh, gonna, I was going yeah, to try to connect up with Lou. He was great. We had a really great conversation. Yeah. Man, you're just, you know, you're just reaching out to everybody. That's really cool. <laughs> I feel like I learn so much from people, and I'm so appreciative of their time. They're all, they're all so giving. That's the other thing. Everybody I met is so giving with their time and um, willing to share their experiences and some of their secrets. And that's, I, I, I really appreciate that about all of these people. Well, I tell you, I'm just so impressed with you, how you've, over the last couple of years, just basically reinvented yourself. And, you know, I know you studied journalism early on, and now you've come back to it, got your press credentials, and you've just been, you know, reaching out from your regular life and, meeting these people and learning all these new things and creating some really good stuff in the process. Yeah, I, I finally honed in on the area that that I could focus on. I, I have a little a little ADHD. So, <laughs> Don't um, we all. I, I, tend, I tend to just want to do it all. And I finally, after I did that workshop with Valérie Jardin in Paris, um, I realized that I could focus, I could I could focus my 
my journalism skills on art and photography and culture um, and learn more, learn how to be a better photographer along the way, you know, because that's, that's like a, more of a hobby for me. My career is more on the writing side and I kind of had them backwards for a while. Um, and it's really, it's really worked out well. Yeah, that's something I, I know. So you're writing and you're traveling and you're dealing with all kinds of funky internet connections and things. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how did you work through that? Because I, I, when I went to Europe last year, I, I tried doing the same thing. I tried to do it all on an iPad, by the way, which was really difficult. I don't know. But how, how did you work through that, if at all? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, the only place I really had trouble was in Siena. And um, I had a Airbnb place there that, it turned out it said you know free Wi-Fi mm -hmm. when I on the on the description, um, but it turned out it was very limited. Mm -hmm. uh, so it would go out after. I mean, it didn't take much to use it all up. <laughs> and so that was a challenge. I would really my work kind of stopped there for a while because I wasn't able to really do much communicating. Um, I had a international travel on my phone but mm -hmm. there's only so much you can do on your phone you know so um i just kind of let that go and tried to relax and enjoy the experience and take good notes and and it was fine yeah that's you know it's good to be unplugged every now and then it is it is and 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 we all i think we all need that now and then i mean when you're in siena italy and the sun is shining and you have the opportunity to go take a nap in the piazza you should do it so <laughs> just do it go yeah. have a glass of wine and exactly chill out right right that's part of it too wow so what else do you have to share from that trip well um i had gone to the london exposition in may and mm -hmm. so com comparing the there really isn't any comparison between the two they're very different photography events but one thing about Siena that was amazing to me is was the uh, art photo travel festival element of it, um, where someone could go, someone could go to a place like that, and they have they're still going. They're this festival goes through the end of November, um, and you you can not only go and see all these great exhibitions, but have a tr full travel experience with workshops and um, tours and, you know, dining experiences and meeting local people and the whole thing. They, that London didn't have all that. London was more, uh, there was a lot more money in London. You know, it was more for collectors and, and that sort of thing. Um, Siena, this, this felt like a real everyday person's kind of event and, and, um, that was, it's amazing that Luca can pull the, pull that off. He, he's done this in two years and it's just amazing to me the amount of work that went into it and how well everything flows. Um, I had a little trouble finding my way around, mm -hmm. but people are so nice. You just ask and that, you know, I got directed to lots of places by just saying help. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 
Now the streets, all those medieval streets, just wind all over and yeah. up and down hills. Yeah. Like, like you, you warned me about GPS, and I appreciated yeah. appreciated that because it was that was impossible. But you know, once you get lost four or five or ten times, you start to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, like any place else, I guess. But yeah, Google Maps is uh, is not the thing to use in the, on the streets of Vienna or, no. or Rome either, for that matter. No. <laughs> So, wow, that's really cool. So what's next for you? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I might be uh, going back to Yellowknife Northwest Territories this winter to um, hopefully catch some northern lights. That's on my list. I was there in the summer, but it was the midnight sun time, so no northern lights to be had. Uh, otherwise, I'm trying to get myself to Asia. I have not yet been to Asia, and I have some connections through the fiber arts community, actually. Um, there's a group of women in Japan who teach hand quilting classes, and um, I'm hoping to, through those connections, make my way to Japan for some photography and art well, if you go to China, you'll have to talk to my daughter. She spent four years there in in Beijing and knows a number oh, of wow. the yeah she knows a number of uh, number of the art, artists there. Or at least she used uh-huh. to, and and I'll connect you with uh, um, with a couple other people that I met through the magazine who spent a lot of time there. That would be great. Yeah, uh, Sabrina. Well, Sabrina is going to be featured. Sabrina Marola. She's going to be featured in our. Um, in the magazine this month, and she she lived there for eight years. She's from Naples, Italy, and uh, mm. spent eight years there. And uh, very good artist, very good photographer. Excellent. Yeah, well, cool. All right. Well, Gina, thanks. I know your time is short today, so, you oh, know. Oh, thank you so much, I and I appreciate you. I know you had been there last year, correct, in Siena, mm-hmm. and and you gave me some great advice, and I really appreciate that as well. It was an amazing experience. I, I don't know if I'll be able to go back next year, but I would encourage anyone who can to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Make the trip. It's Absolutely. It's an amazing, amazing place. Great festival. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to her as much as I enjoyed talking to her because uh, that was a great conversation. So that's all for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time on the Street Photography Magazine podcast.